it's been hard for me to to get food at some at some of the places that I've been to, right? Because you can't speak and they're looking at you and you're you're stuck. And so I'm with my child. So you're like you're trying to to facilitate something. And so that could be at the doctor's office. That could be so it's like those are the things that like I really think about is like how am I able just to perform basic type of functions. Um I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Hello, hello, Maya here, your host of Proud Stutter. Before we get in today's episode, I have a quick update regarding Proud Stutter's annual gala and comedy night. It will now be on December 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Peacock Lounge, which is still going to be in the Lower Haight neighborhood in San Francisco. That's just one day after um, our original date. So we'll still have comedy show with Nina G, stuttering artwork, remarks from Supervisor Dean Preston, a silent auction, and more. All proceeds will go towards the production of Proud Stutter's mini-series. There's a stigma around stuttering. So many of us suffer in silence. Many of us get discriminated against at work, bullied on the playground, mocked in TV and movies, and don't feel the confidence to go after what we want. I spent the first 28 years of my life hiding a big part of myself. Lacking the confidence to forge friendships and connections, I felt I would never succeed. But Proud Stutter is changing this. We offer a community of support, an opportunity to be heard, and ways to take action. Stutters are so poorly represented in the media, and we are changing this by launching a mini-series. Follow along on a journey through the lives and experiences of people who stutter, learn what it's like to be stigmatized, silenced, and shamed but also experience the rich and diverse community of stutters who have foundly find their voice. The Proud Stutter 10-episode limited series will empower and destigmatize a long, silent group. We hope you join us to end the stigma. Get involved by donating to our just-launched crowdfunding campaign to help us reach our goal of $10,000. Starting today, the first 10 people to donate $100 will get an advanced copy of Proud Stutter's limited edition comic book. Go to proudstutter.com slash donate. That's proudstutter.com slash donate to make your donation today. We also have a link in our show notes. Your contribution makes a real difference in the lives of people who feel silent, stigmatized, and shamed. You are an absolute hero, and we are so happy that you are part of this community. Welcome back to Proud Stutter. Today we have a bonus episode. Here with us is Kai Karaganis. He is a person who stutters, of course. He's also a founder. And yeah, I am so, so excited to have you, Kai. Welcome to Proud Stutter. Thank you, Maya, for having me. So, Kai, my first question is open ended. Tell us a little bit about yourself and feel free to start anywhere you like. 
I'm 40 years old this year. So I'm, I'm trying to maintain the younger man look, uh, <laughs> but I, I do have the gray beard, the dad bod. So there's, there's been a few, <laughs> there, there's some background to why I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, trying to be as fit as possible. I've always felt like somewhat of my stutter uh, is reflective of um, not my, my overall health, but the, uh, how I am able to breathe, right? We all need our breath to kind of get through these areas that are real tight. And I think that I found that working out and running were like an early way for me to at least feel confident that I did have the breath to kind of breathe through a lot of the stickier parts of the phonetical challenges that I, that we all have, where it's the CLs, the Qs, the Rs, right? Um, so I've always had to have kind of a deep breath. Uh, so I got into yoga and kind of exercise in, in my 20s after I uh, was kind of forced to figure out how do I speak, <laughs> right? Like what's a functional way to get through my day? Wow. I've never heard. Wow, I'm I'm just like shook right now because I've had so many conversations, um, as you could probably guess, of with 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 people who stutter and never have I heard um, someone talk about stuttering and health in that way. So that's something that I really appreciate, and I actually just started running a little over a year ago. And I wouldn't say it like I see it helping my stutter, but I do feel like there must be some connection be be between me running and being more in shape and like how I speak and my my breath. And it's it's funny you say it, yoga that it's that's something you pr practice. I always, when I did yoga, I always found it so hard to follow because they'd always tell you how to breathe, but I could never, mm -hmm. it was always hard for me to replicate. And I want to touch back on the health stuff later on, but first, can you talk about how you see the development of your stutter at a young age? I developed my stutter the first day of school. So this heightened awareness. So, you know, at three, I, I had a stutter as bad as anyone you've probably ever heard where I really couldn't speak at all. So, of course, we live in our heads. We're always trying to figure out, like, what's wrong with me? How do I solve this? The years go, the years go on and on. Um, I saw the King's speech, which I'm not sure if you've ever seen the movie. The, and so I believe I was in my teens or twenties at that point. And, and I, and it was kind of a revelation that I needed to, you know, make my breathing diaphragm, just the mechanism itself as kind of foolproof or as, as strong as I possibly could, because as you know, when you start to stutter, you feel your whole body just tighten up. 
and you don't know really how to assess it. And so I, I, I just kind of turn to meditation and breathing as, as kind of the modalities that I wanted to kind of study and lean into, um, long, you know, uh, I, I, I think long-term those are like the healthier ways to try to fight um, just the anxiety of speaking and the exercise itself. I, I, I know that I rarely speak when I have a buzz, right? So the minute I have a beer or two beers, I won't stutter the entire night. I'm able to speak how I want, make my points when I need to. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not a, a way of life to have to get buzzed just to get through your day or just to get through your words. Right. Um, so I think through, I went through a period of my life in my early teens in my twenties where I was pissed off and kind of troubled and, and was turned towards substances to figure out, you know, why I couldn't speak. And after you destroy, you know, that, uh, those years of your life, uh, I guess I was, it was just luck that I, I came across the King's speech and it kind of, it, uh, it challenged me to, you know, to practice, uh, new therapy, uh, to kind of forgive myself, um, and, and find a way to communicate. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, in terms of, you know, any help to you, I, I think that breathing and at least, at least internally believing that you're, you're capable of kind of breathing psychologically, at least makes you feel good when, when, when you're still stuttering, right? Cause I'm 40 and I've always thought like, when will this stop? Mm-hmm. Like, when will I forgive myself? When will I forgive failing through sentences in front of my friends, my family, my colleagues, right? You never, and then you realize that at, at my age, when you're a father, like you might, you might stutter your entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's when I turned to kind of a healthier mindset of just how do I deal with this? Cause I, I can't kill myself every day with these thoughts and these substances. So. Wow. So that's, that's a lot there. Like first we, yeah. we, <laughs> first there's the whole substance abuse, which is I think a very common way to, to d- deal with a lot of struggles in life. And then there's, um, you mentioned like after watching the King speech, that's when something clicked for you. And now you just kind of ended your the thought around like, fatherhood and how you're in this kind of new chapter in in your life. So I'd love to talk about those three things. Um, Can you first talk about like the period before the King's speech and how you initially dealt with your stutter um, and, you know, your journey through, um, sub I don't know how to say it substance yeah I mean yeah <laughs> I, I mean now that I'm uh older and able to kind of reflect on it 
you know, uh, being a kid is, is hard, right? There's a, a lot of bullying. And so I think from a very young age, I realized that I wasn't able to contribute in the classroom because I couldn't talk. And so where others were able to kind of highlight how smart they were, how much they were able to contribute, um, I wasn't able to pull that off. Whatever the reason, I, I just couldn't. And so I think once you um, once you get kind of laughed out of the classroom enough, uh, or it, it turned me into, uh, you know, kind of the bad kid. Not bad because I was bad, because like in school, you're either like smart and you're able to kind of lead the class or you're not. And you're kind of with the kids that make noise and kind of get into kind of, you know, talk shit, right? And so I kind of developed this attitude because... I, I couldn't talk. And so I had this, you know, a chip on my shoulder. And I think from a very young age, that chip just kind of grew and grew. And as I grew into, you know, a frustrated young man who um, just couldn't academically perform where I wanted to, that kind of pushed me, like I said, to, to kind of, uh, the outer re- the, the the outer rim of kind of uh, the personality groups, right? So I was just kind of looking for trouble in areas where I probably wouldn't have been. So you start hanging out with the wrong type of people, and you know you fall into the wrong types of things. And so I, I think for a period of my life as a younger man, um, and those were my college days. You know, I was probably just trying to medicate the emotions. And so I don't think, you know, I, I don't think substance use, you know, it wasn't Coke or shrooms. It was, you know, your college types of drugs where I would, I would smoke pot or I would drink. Um, but that, like I said, that kind of got old after, you know, you graduate and you're 21 and you're like, how am I supposed to kind of, how, how, how do I, live my life right as a as an adult so um yeah um i can definitely relate um as well i went to school at a pretty big party school in santa barbara so we were like right on the beach and everyone just you you know like to drink a lot and it yeah it helped with my confidence when i was in social situations i just like didn't really think about my stutter as much so um so that was helpful and you mentioned watching the king's speech um kind of help like it something switched where you wanted to seek more help around your your stutter through maybe yeah so can you what was it about the, the king's speech um, that made you want to work on your stutter more? You know, I don't think I had that aha type of moment until I was in my 30s where I could kind of remember back to that time in my life where I was obviously frustrated as hell. I, I think I'm a fairly social guy at heart, but I, I definitely have introverted uh, abilities because I just get exhausted from having to speak and having to, to uh, stutter. So I've always been 
a movie buff of sorts. Mm. And so I remember just, you know, the transition was, and I think we get there as kind of humans where we get to these milestones in life where, you know, we've, we've traveled enough miles uh, in a, in a set of shoes where we're just, we're kind of ready to, 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 to change the shoes that we're walking in, just the style in which we're, 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 we're walking. And so I just remember being on the couch one night by myself and watching the movie. And essentially, you know, it's, it's this man that has a duty to himself and to a nation to, to, you know, be able to perform the, 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 the duties of, of a king. Um, And so I guess I always wanted to just, be adequate, right? At the very least, just be adequate, right? Be able just to say a sentence in front of a room of kind of people that needed to hear the points I was trying to make. And I'm that type of guy. Like I want to step up to the mic. I want to have things to say. I want my voice to be heard. And so I saw this inspiration through film of, of just, like I said, a better way of approaching this this task and i think people that don't that don't have a stutter might not know just how much you analyze every speaking event when you are a stutter everything and every time you speak is this whole emotional wave of this preparation this this mindset this rehearsal and i was like man this is getting exhausting like i'm 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 tired of being crazy like <laughs> I'd rather like train my body and my breath, even if it took my entire life to not have this anxiety and this, this stress. And so I think the King's speech was just a timely uh, inflection uh, and gift from the universe where it kind of struck me at the right time. And it was like, all right, man, like you need to have the courage to, to maybe, you know, put yourself out there, except that you're going to need to work on things just to be adequate. Yeah, that word adequate really struck me because that's exactly how, you know, I feel too. Like you just want your whole life to be like, like I usually use the word normal, but but I actually really like the word adequate because it's like, we just want to to be able to do the, the things we want to do and we don't want to be held back by something we can't control. Um, And so many thoughts are running through my mind, but um, I would love if you could talk about what being a father has, has been like, and you have, how many kids do do you have? One daughter. One daughter. And is she speaking yet or not yet? Uh, She's kind of babbling. She's, she's, two so okay two years old they're kind of trying to speak um, yeah so it's kind of a babble and um you know i had a chance to listen to uh, i forget the episode but it was from a parent uh and they were having some anxiety about if their kid was going to stutter or not and i think every parent who's a stutterer has that fear i know another thing that you may or may not be able to do, but it's still pretty hard for me to read like in, 
in public or 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 like trying to read from a book is very hard for me because I have to get the breathing down right. And I get it right when I'm speaking out of my own head because I have the ability to kind of look in the future enough to get the sequencing of kind of my the what types of breaths will it take to say these types of words. So reading is really hard because you don't have the chance to kind of understand where you'll need to stop and start. And so I think as a father, like one of the things that I've, uh, you know, that's sad is that I can't exactly read to my child because I stutter. Wow. Oh my gosh. I did. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's this adequate thing, right. Where like, you just want to show your parents that like, you can talk, right? Because wow. every other kid can just pull off a sentence, right? And, you know, I'm a very capable guy. I mean, I'm I'm smart. I'm healthy. I'm super blessed to have been raised with love in my household with two brothers. Um, so for all intensive, like, if anyone was going to be able to, to, to find a bridge to normalcy, right, that's, that's, um, that would be me. But I think the reason why I came across your LinkedIn post is, or why it kind of struck me is like, I really have been the only stutter that I've met for a long time. Like I probably met four or five more in my lifetime, but no one like professionally in a type A finance role like I am, where like I'm in front of people that know how to hit the nail on the head perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's been hard just going back to fatherhood is like trying to model this, this uh, lifestyle for your child of being excellent and just like being able to, so it's, yeah, there's, there's a, a, a couple of themes, right? There's this big fear of mine. Like, am I going to be able to like teach my child what they need to learn because I can't communicate. Right. And that's like a big deal from parent to child. Like how you communicate the world is kind of how your child begins to absorb and and start to process um and then the whole like am i uh will i be successful <laughs> as an adult with this child right like am i capable of being a father um so you know there's just those whole bunch of fears and kind of thoughts that you know run through my head <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, as someone who's considering or thinking about having kids, I'm actually not really worried about my child stuttering. I probably should be, but I don't know why I'm just not like, that's, yeah. that's like the farthest thing that I guess in the grand scheme of things like that's probably the lowest on the list. I think my biggest fear is like st stability like i really ha i had a very stable upbringing and i would want nothing more to have to get give that to my child but st stability is not something that like yes you, you can try your hardest to like give stability but you you just never know what life throws at you and so that's mm -hmm. a big fear of mine way more so than, you know, because if I can get through stuttering, I know my child can. And yes, it it was so hard growing up and I was bullied, but 
if my child can get to the point where I'm at, then I'll be, then that won't be a big worry of mine. I, I kind of echo those, those thoughts as well. I don't, I, I wasn't too worried about my daughter stuttering. I mean, I, I knew there was a chance. Yeah. Uh, it was more like my ability to communicate with her just because mm. I have a hard time talking with anybody. <laughs> and yeah. So that's real. Know. Yeah. Um, like the well, reading, like being able to read a bedtime story to your child. Like that's such a. Or it's like trying to like order food. Yeah. Right. Like uh, I saw, <laughs> I saw one of your podcasts where someone went to the bank and they wrote a note to someone and they called the cops on the person who had a note. Yeah. And so I've, it's been hard for me to, to get food at some, at some of the places that I've been to. Right. Cause you can't speak and they're looking at you and you're, you're stuck. And so I'm with my child. So like you're trying to, to facilitate something. And so that could be at the doctor's office. That could be, so it's like, those are the things that like, I really think about is like, yeah. How am I able just to perform basic type of functions? Um, and reading is definitely one of the things that, you know, you kind of have in your head as a parent, like I'm going to read to my kid. Um, so anyway, uh, I, it's, you know, it's one of the many things you think about it when you're a parent. I, I think as long as your kid is healthy at the end of the, at the end of the day, that's, that's all that kind of matters. Yeah. So my, I have a question for you. Oh, really? You have a question for me. Okay. Well, just a thought. <laughs> um, so traditionally I've, I've, I've had a bad mouth. Like I cuss a ton. Okay. And I've been told that stutterers cuss a lot. Oh, okay. I don't think I've heard that. I didn't that. know. And just as someone who hosts a podcast, I didn't know if you had ever heard that or had had someone tell you that, that they picked up swearing as kind of, and it, it's like the easiest way to express yourself without having to kind of potentially make some of the words that you can't, right? Yeah, I've actually never thought about that. And I don't know, no one's ever really cussed during my podcast, but one of my guests, Nina G, who's a comedian, she swears a lot during her comedian routines and she stutters yeah. herself. And so she definitely uses a lot of swear words during her yeah. acts. So, but that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. All right. Well, yeah, maybe I'm just the loner. That likes yeah. I think you're just weird. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know. I know I'm weird. <laughs> Self-proclaimed weirdo. For sure. No, I, I'm I'm the same way. Um, how do you connect your stuttering with your personality? Do you see them as like connected or totally separate? Or like, how would you, you know, talk about your personality as it relates to, to your stutter i mean i i envy the stutter that can carve out their identity from their stutter right i think it's it's always been my identity whether i've wanted it to be or not mm -hmm. um I, and i i can't speak for 
you or for anyone else, but I know it, it's really certainly made me hyper aware of, of all the challenges that people have to go through in life. It, it kind of turns you into an empath, in my opinion, because you're, you're really dialed into the challenges that you're having. Uh, and then you, you just, or it's, it's really just, you know, opened my, my heart, obviously, to the world. And I've developed a, a somewhat of a chip on my shoulder because it has been something hard that you've had to, you know, that I've had to manage. But at the same time, it's, it's really one of the things that really makes me soft and, and thoughtful about what everyone else might be hiding beneath the surface or what, what they have to go through just to stand up or to walk or to talk or to, or to kind of listen or to, to, to do anything. So when you can't talk, you use your ears. Right. And, and so I think I've just been good at being a, a sounding board for my friends and for family, right. You're kind of, you're able to kind of use other departments uh, of, of your kind of senses to, to get through life. Yeah. I karaoke my way through life. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you, when did, did you develop your stutter when you started school like myself or when, when did you kind of come to understand that you were struggling? Yeah. I, I always knew I had a stutter since I talked. Like, I don't, I don't think I, realized it at like three, but I knew I, I spoke differently and it was harder for me to get my words out. I just learned this, but I was extremely bullied in kindergarten for stuttering. And I don't even remember because it's a suppressed memory I'm learning. But one of my best friends who was with me in kindergarten, that was a very vivid memory because it was really painful for him to experience Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's one of the reasons why he wanted to be my friend is because he saw me getting made fun of. So I don't remember any of that. And the fact that he does is kind of scary because I'm like, what other memories are hiding away? Do you think, I mean, when do you, you asked me is about like who Kai was and the, you know, the, how I, who I am as a person. And I, I remember the bullying so well um, through middle school uh, until I, I had the chance to go to a smaller high school. And so that was just like a less uh, a less of a predatorial environment. The, the classes were smaller. The teachers were available to kind of regulate. Um, tell me, what, what was your high school like? I mean, when when... Because I, I like you asked me about before the King speech, and and the, and there's always kind of uh, the rise to the bot or the rise to the top or, or or the fall to the bottom, right? So I, I kind of remember in high school, kind of that being uh, the peak of my anxiety, and when I was really comparing myself to my peers. Did you ever feel that way, kind of? during high school or or college and and what what did you do to get by it's hard for me to think of like specific memories where i was constantly thinking about my stutter i had so many other insecurities in my life that 
I'm sure stuttering was part of it, but I think there was just so much I didn't like about myself in high school and I was so unhappy. I didn't have any friends. Like every friend I tried to have ended up being like talking bad about me, you know, and it, I, I don't even remember if it was anything about my stutter, but what I do know is um, I always wanted to join theater um the theater group at school and that was something i never did because i'm like i'm not gonna audition in front of millions of or not millions but like you know i'm not gonna put myself through an audition that sounds terrible and i wanted to be broadcast journalist too and i never did that and there were a lot of opportunities at my school for those two things and i just so it was more of just avoiding things i always wanted to do that was the hardest mm -hmm. And of course, being a girl in high school, like I didn't date anyone until college because I was scared of dating my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, um, and a lot of it had to do with stuttering, but I don't have any, like, I just think there's so many suppressed memories I have of stuttering that I still need to work through. But it, when people ask me that, it's so hard for me to talk about because I just don't remember that much. Um, Yeah. so that's definitely something I want to eventually see a hypnotherapist about. <laughs> Yeah. um, so, um, I think you you begin to unlock those memories the older you get. I mean, uh, yeah. like I think uh, for me at least, you know, I I really I definitely was was. Uh, shredding through the years that were hard right so i i didn't want to think about anything i didn't want to try to look back and understand until until you know you get married and you start to have kids and you start to really uh section out your your life and you're like Mm hmm oh these were my childhood years these are my high school years these are my college years This is the years before my wife. This is my marriage. This is my marriage before my child. This is my child. So I think, uh, you know, I've been able to dissect a lot of the, the feelings that you, that you probably, that we've all had, right. Of just trying to unpack all those thoughts and all those emotions and instances where it was just chaos and depression and hate kind of, self-hatred. Um, so I, I certainly hope that you, you, you do take time to forgive yourself. Um, but it might not be the right time. Like, I mean, it, it, it happens when you're kind of at the next phase of your life and you're finally comfortable with unpacking all the shit from your twenties or your teens. Right. Which is a, a lot of feelings. you know, a, a lot of deep, deep, deep emotions. So. Yeah. So is there anything, because I'm sure, you know, you, there was a lot going through your mind before this in interview. Is there anything that you want to share that you haven't gotten a chance to yet? I thought about that, like what, what were going to be the themes of, of my stuttering. Right. And that was, that's super hard. Cause I, uh, You know, you, you, you want, it's definitely a handicap.
And I think people that don't have a stutter might not understand, uh, you know, what it takes just to get up every day and, and face the world because you have to talk your way through it, right? That's what being a human, it kind of truly is, right? We have the ability to, to speak. Um, but also the resiliency of everyone that you had on your show, just how how inspiring that 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 is so you know i i guess you know one of the things i wanted to uh to highlight was just um as a stutter uh forgiving yourself and accepting yourself i i think after 40 years and i've done a lot of hating myself and trying to ask myself you know why me you know why you know, um, everyone has their challenges in life. And, and I think, uh, the, the people that accept that and just accept the challenge that, that they're faced with, um, it's probably how I've, accept, how I've gotten through my life as, as well as I have. And, and although I've, 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 I've struggled from, from most of it, um, I, I think it's uh, it's it's important for all of us to keep our heads up and just remember that there's others out there that have it worse, um, and to to be as available as you can. I mean, I, I can tell you that when I saw your podcast and and I was like, "There's a podcast for stutters." I was like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> I was like, "I'm not the only one." Um, so I, I appreciate you first and kind of foremost for having me on. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you. Be you.